I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. I'm here with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bang. Via satellite. <laughs> Via satellite, for sure, yo. So, y'all apologize for the audio right now, but what we're bringing to you is the uncut, unfiltered, uncensored... Underground of professional wrestling podcasting. And we here. We're always going to be here. Uh, and we always find a way. You know, I'm excited to come back here, and I miss you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Even though we uh, are, I, I am via satellite. This is episode 68, and uh, as I said, thank you guys. Uh, definitely check us out on Instagram at Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. Check us out at Facebook at Reasonable Wrestling uh, Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at RW Podcast One. Follow, like, subscribe, and obviously on YouTube. Check us out there as well, uh, Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. So let's get right into the week. As I said, it's episode 68. We uh, were 67 weeks consecutive, but we had skipped a week for a very special, special, special life event. The Prince of the Most High has arrived, my friends, and I am honored to tell you that this kid is part of the gang, part of the club. Chris, let these niggas know that CJ has arrived, and tell them how you feel for being a first-time father. Nigga, I feel tired. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, man, it's it's been a it's been a tremendous uh, like crazy experience. Um, Just you know, knowing that you know um, the child that I'm holding at the time is mine, and I can't give it back to its parents. You know what I mean? Like that's that's crazy. That's nuts as hell, bro. I'm so, I'm so used to giving by, huh, nigga, here your kid, and now, it's, it's who, who's baby, who's, who's daddy, who's daddy is this, <laughs> nah, man, but it's, it's been, it's been crazy, man, it's been, it's been a good experience so far, man, uh, I don't have a bad baby, uh, he's not, he's not a crier, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, 
he's not a he's not a crier, you know. Um, he's fat though. He he likes to eat a lot. He he loves to he loves to eat. I've met little CJ, and yes, he is fully formed, and I love it. The kid's are fucking adorable. Check it out on Instagram, guys. Uh, <laughs> but yo, definitely, um, it's it's huge and yeah it's been be back here on the podcast with you man yeah because he he uh, was born he was actually born last tuesday so i missed smackdown last week but apparently okay. i didn't miss shit so shout out to cj for that um but yeah. <laughs> but it's been a week already man and he watched his first cowboys win on sunday and then he watched his first raw smackdown of his life this hey. week and uh, this week, speaking of Raw SmackDown, this week it was at Madison Square Garden, and what a what 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 a, what a first show! What a first show for him for sure, because Raw was actually yeah. fire. I'm not even gonna hold you. They had, they had one of the best shows of the year just for your for, for your little man over there. You know, uh, I, I thought Raw was honestly, I, like I said, like I think I thought it was one of the best shows of the of the, of the year so far. Uh, and obviously, it was, uh, like you said, uh, mentioned it was cross, across uh, Monday Night Football. Oh, well, it was football started. You know, you watched it first Cowboys game previous day. But uh, we um, had Monday Night Football on Monday, of course. Obviously, side raw. So we had to, they had to come correct. Um, I think that WWE, over the past years, uh, kind of laid down. And not that they don't make that, like, try to, you know, fight against uh, Monday Night Football, but they, they, it, it happens at first, they, they start kind of strong, and then they fade off throughout the fall, so I hope that doesn't happen here, uh, and they kind of like give up, so this was a really good show to start, um, uh, this, you know, obviously, you know, trying to take the eyeballs off of Monday Night Football is never going to be easy, and, pro- and people are just going to watch it, a lot of people watching the same type of product, but it was a great first show for CJ, um, what was your high spot for the week? Um, honestly, um, I was watching wrestling, but I wasn't, like, in tune of it, but I do want to say that the tag match between Bailey, Sasha versus Becky and Charlotte was okay. I've seen them have better, but honestly, them, them, them four, um, being at Madison Square Garden was big. And then also, um, I know it was like a, congl- a, a jambalaya pot worth of things, but Cedric Alexander um, getting a win over, a- you know, pinning AJ Styles, propelling him into the United States Championship title picture was definitely dope. Having Cedric go from please sign Cedric here at Full Sail to now where I still get goosebumps watching that moment to him main eventing a Raw on MSG, out at MSG, and then got to drink a beer with Stone Cold. I mean, uh, that, that was dope. That was dope. But honestly, um, Cedric is living my wildest dreams, honestly. So I live vicariously through that cat. Uh, and we'll get more into Cedric a little bit later because I, I, we have his book in black. Um, but, like, I want to go back to what you said about the women's tag team match. That match I thought was dope. I thought that was um, one of the best matches of the night. And they also, all night they had Grand Matalik and Mysterio. I think they tore it down. And I would love to see them go at it again. So, 
the way they built Raw from top to bottom, I thought was good. The only down downer was uh, maybe the Lacey Evans Natalia match, but hey, people got their break. Uh, it's a, it was a long night, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> definitely a long night, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's always a long night with wrestling. But um, yo, even even before the show even kicked off. Ernest Cancer won the 24-7 championship in MSG. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I thought that was a great touch on the night. And then you have Stone Cold opening the night, ending the night, booking, bookending the night. It was a great produ- produ- produced show from top to bottom, honestly. Um, I would definitely say that it was more the most, uh, one of the most uh, um, sequence-friendly shows that I've seen. But also, I do believe that this was just an anomaly because I know that they don't book their shows this and th- you know this flawlessly. I just know that they did it because it was the first night of Monday Night Football, and they couldn't take that L that way. You know what I mean? Even though they still produced themselves as top ten, you know what I mean? They every hour was in the top ten in ratings. You know, um, yeah, they did a 2.2 or 2.18 or whatever it is. But, I mean, realistically, 2 million viewers on wrestling on a day where football was on, that's fucking golden. Yeah, for real. Like, it, it really is. Honestly, they couldn't come for a better show. Uh, I think that Stone Cold definitely gives it the rub. Uh, and I think that what made it also um, special was it was the first segment wasn't a bad segment. Like, AJ and Stone Cold had some kind of chemistry. It was weird. I, I saw that, and it kind of felt like Stone Cold was getting his juices back. Like, it felt like Stone Cold was kind of, like, revived. Because we've seen Stone Cold come out there and do segment, segments and do skits with people and get people Stone Cold stutters. But for some reason, this stutter felt a little bit more uh, impactful to me. It felt like I was watching uh, the, old, the old Stone Cold Steve Not like it was some kind of pity stutter that he's been giving for, for years. I, this one looked like they had a back and forth uh, on the mic to the point where Stone Cold was heated. You know, not, not heated in the fact that, like, he, he took it just seriously. He didn't affect, like, yo, he feels like his blood pumping as like, it used to be when he would get in this square circle and have that banter back and forth. So I saw that. The crowd, of course, is MSG. Great, um, it's a big night uh, going across uh, Monday Night Football. The, the moment was right for something like that. And I'm, I, I always say, I like, I like to see things that I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember Stone Cold coming back 20 years later in MSG and giving uh, um, uh, AJ Styles a stunner. Only down part about that is that kind of overshadowed Seth Rollins and, and uh, uh, Braun Strowman's title, t- title signing or contract signing. So if, you, if you're trying to uplift the Universal title right now, it doesn't seem like it's getting people's attention and the, the program going with Braun and Seth. Um, I'm sorry, I was fixing the, I was fixing the computer. Um, the, going in from, from Raw to SmackDown, you can definitely see the difference in the show, though. Like, so, when you look at, when you look at Raw, and you see how it was ran at MSG, and how, um, the energy and the electricity was there, you go to SmackDown, and, yeah, Taker, Taker was there, um, uh, but it, it didn't sustain, nothing, nothing about that show felt 
urgent. Nothing about that show felt like, hey, there's a pay-per-view next Sunday. Nothing about that yeah. show was 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 um, instinctive or distinctive to where I can remember it. Like, when you ask what my high spots is, I can't think of a high spot um, on SmackDown relative to um, uh, Kevin Owens being fired and then he might be going to NXT. Yo, Kevin Owens NXT, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, I think they should do a lot of shuffling around now that NXT's on, on USA. Uh, um, as for SmackDown, you, were, you hit the nail on the head. It just, it just uh, didn't have the, the same energy. Uh, it didn't, it didn't sustain. It wasn't sustainable. Uh, even like Taker, even didn't hit the magnitude. Uh, Taker and Sammy did not hit the magnitude of Austin the previous night. But then, you, then again, you said that. We, as we know, come to realize on the show, Raw's highs are going to be high, and SmackDown is going to be the more consistent television show. So, um, and, 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 you're, and that's how we've come to see it. When, when, when there's a great show of, of Raw, it's going to overshine SmackDown, and that was a great show for Raw. Um, um, go, go, going forward, any, anything else on Raw that you want to talk about? Because we're going to get to Cedric and right down. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the Street Profits, man. Getting that year, that chant going on, on in, in MSG. <laughs> I mean, you felt like I was at home watching yeah. weird down in uh, Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that definitely... Uh... Shout out to actually, I think Alexis Lofa actually put that shit on a shirt. A uh, year or three sixteen. So that's oh okay. Um, that's outside of that, man, um, the triple threat. I do want to give a shout out to Ricochet, Samoa and Baron Corbin for the triple threat. Uh, Baron yeah, Corbin did. Ex- win that one, man. Baron Corbin did exactly what he was supposed to do there. Which was make everybody hate him. Yeah, for real. Honestly, he's he's one he's one of the better heels on the roster. He's just pure pure heat. I, like I like I said, I'm a fan of Baron. I just didn't want to see him win this one. Um, I wanted to to see Ricochet uh, possibly go up against Gable or something. Uh, but that's me, and I get why they went with uh, with Baron Corbin uh, as uh, the foil. But with him and Gable now, uh, oh, speaking of Gable, you know, you know, Gable obviously faced off against Shane McMahon on SmackDown. Uh, he's going to be facing Baron Corbin at the King of the Ring. Now, when you said to me, because yesterday we were on the phone, and when that came up, I was confused because I was like, as always, I was on delay. You told me that Shane McMahon facing Chad Gable. I thought, like, wait a minute, shouldn't it be... I thought he won against Elias and that he was going to be facing uh, Baron Corbin. But this made um, all this thing with the King of the Ring was just put Shane McMahon in the, in the spotlight with Kevin Owens, I feel like. You know? And I think that Kevin now, Owens... I think they scrambled. Um, Elias got hurt. I think his ankle's down. His ankle's... Oh, he's th- yeah, he's hurt. Oh, Okay. So they scrambled. I, think, I, I know no one's asking for Shane McMahon. Do you know where Shane McMahon belongs, honestly? I was thinking about this when I saw him. I was like, yo, Shane McMahon should go be the GM of 205 Live. And he should feud with Chad Gable. Honestly, I, I, I dug the intro of the match. Chad Gable just rolled him up, hit him with the Chaos uh, German, and pinned him. I liked the, with that intro of that match. But I, it made me want to see like a little feud with him and uh, Shane McMahon as far as but put him on 205 Live. Shane McMahon would give 205 Live a little bit more legitimacy as a show. I hear that they're bringing more cruiserweights to the NXT, though. 
So I don't know. If, I don't know if that's uh, going to be happening sometime soon. Uh, so blending the, the cruiserweights with the NXT show. But yeah, I'm down for uh, seeing uh, that go down. Like saying, I mean, they're, they're moving everybody around now. I want to see Rusev on NXT UK. Now speaking of UK, um, um, I know this is kind of off the run sheet. But since you said it, um, last week we didn't we didn't have a show, but we ended up watching two wrestling events. Uh, one was NXT UK, and what was AEW's um, All Out? Um, do you want to give a quick recap of that, even though that is a little bit off of people's mind, or do you want to uh, continue down the path of going how we talked about the show? Um. Well, as far, I mean, you can talk about that. I have no problem talking about that. Uh, I think that um, All Out was good. I thought they were both great shows. NXT, Cardiff, and All Out were great shows. I think that they both were great shows as well. They also both hold the idea. They both have the same, um, I guess, plague, per se, is that, hey, we're just here because we like wrestling and we heard that it's on. Please don't suck. And um, I believe, of course, because it's under the WWE umbrella, like Cardiff was was um, uh, a lot more um, f- uh, produced well. It was a lot more fluid. Um, and, and how the show was being presented, the storylines, or the matches all had storylines, so they all had a little bit of, um, stakes to them, or they all meant something. Um, AEW, I think, was also a pretty decent outing, um, considering the fact that they are also just putting on a show. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that they don't have a lot of built-in storytelling or characters. Um, I do feel like that um, with more time, hopefully, and more resources, that they'll be able to conduct themselves uh, kind of like in the vein of how we see MLW right now. Even though MLW has a bad stigma with the boys uh, because of how they do business, uh, the way their business is presented to the masses is all that kind of matters in the eye of public perception. I hear you, I hear you. Um, now, uh, we, we, I, I feel you on all that. Um, MLW is uh, definitely has its own lane. Uh, I think that you're right when you hit on it with, with AEW where you said that it was a show and it was a wrestling show. Now, when I, I keep saying when AEW comes to television, we'll be able to really tell who they are and, like, you know, what this is going to be. Now, I do think it's going to be an alternative to AEW. I don't think it has the same flavor. I think it's a different flavor, so it's not going to be for everybody, AEW. But I personally am all in after watching All Out. I thought that uh, the Cody Rhodes match and, and Charles Spears, I liked it more than I thought it was going to be, even though I was shitting on it like, prior on this uh, podcast. I shit on a lot of shit, and I'm going to shit on whatever the fuck I think is going to be bad until I see that it wasn't bad. Now, now, you thought that was bad. I actually liked it a little bit because of the way the match was booked. As far as the working and, and the match storytelling, um, it didn't really mean that it wasn't really impactful necessarily for me. Um, 
Yeah, and I really fucked with the, the Lucha Bros uh uh Young Boss match. It was it was incredible. That that match was crazy. Yes, it was a spot fest, but I enjoy spot fest every now and then. Yeah, that was actually nuts. Um when when they did the uh what was it, the Canadian driver from the ladder to the table, that was a yeah. crazy spot, man. It was un- unbelievable. I never thought I would see that in a million years. It's some shit that you would do with your toy action figures or some shit that you would do on WWE two K. Uh and it's 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 something that they actually took the risk to actually perform and I gotta hand it to them. So that's something that I say I I don't wanna say it. it's something I've never seen before. That is something in wrestling that I've never seen before that I never thought I would see a Canadian destroyer off a ladder through a table and he lived his face to to speak about it. That's crazy. Well, we, we'll see how long he's living to see about it, because that <laughs> neck gotta be uh, hurting. Yeah, I don't know, man. The Young Bucks, man, they, they've been called spot monkeys. I do think they do tell stories in their own way, but their spots are so creative that almost I don't care sometimes. Like, you know, I, I, I understand it now, their way of wrestling, more than judging it as per se. So I, I, I'm, that's why... I think AEW has some legs. I think that MJF is a great character. I think that they got some legs with Jimmy Havoc and um, Darby Allen and uh, Joey Janela. That match was great. I thought they did what they came to do. They all showed some character in that match. Jimmy Havoc is a sick fuck. Uh, you know, Darby Allen is just like a suicidal maniac. He just, he's gonna he's gonna break himself in half with that coffin drop. But um, I think he's a main eventer. Like you know, so I see like Darby Allen as a legit bona fide main eventer. I think they got some players. Um, I got they got Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is, I think, a bona fide main eventer. I think that they got a well-rounded roster. If you look at it from the right angle, as all right, this is something unique. Now let's judge to see people. These guys are getting reactions and who they can push down the line. I see, I see that they have potential to create a a roster that can make some intrigue. And that's what wrestling needs. Needs as a company, all you want. It's to create matches and, and moments that can create intrigue. And with the roster they have, I think that has the potential to do it. And if they get some other pieces for the women's division, then they got something. That's one thing that also has to improve tremendously. Their women's division, and also not so much that, it's the storytelling with their women's division. Speaking of storytelling with their women's division, WWE has shit the bed with this... Uh, Sasha Banks coming back. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad. Bro. I'm so glad you just brought that up. I was just about to bring that up. Yo. I don't think, I think, I think that, remember weeks ago we were talking about how this could be The Rock Stone Cold to Becky. They completely botched it, man. Fumbled this shit. Yeah, so now nobody know. really care about it. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm coughing. No, nah, I was saying, like, now nobody really care about it, man. Like, nobody really care about... Um, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, I care for it. I know that Sasha and Becky is about to... F- about to tear it down uh, next week. So, I-, I just want it to be a little bit more... Uh, I- again, the storytelling, man. I just I just wanted to be a little bit more um in depth. I wanted to have a little bit more meaning. Um Yeah, I, I, I would I would have had them legitimately just talk their ass is off. 
You know, just have them talk, have promos, and talk shit, and then fight, and then talk shit, and then fight. That's all you have to do to build this intrigue to, to the match. Or I, I think that shoehorning Bailey and Charlotte into this thing was a was a, was a no go. I think putting now let's go back to last week because we missed it. I think turning Bailey heel alone is a no go. Turning Bailey heel right now just makes her a subsidiary to everybody else, and she just she she needs to become her own eventually. And um, maybe she never will. But Bailey now is just a subsidiary to Charlotte. She's an ancillary. Um, woman to, to Sasha Banks and Becky's feud as a SmackDown Women's Champion. Now, if we're supposed to look at these championships as equal, maybe we're not supposed to look at these championships as equal. Maybe the the, the SmackDown Women's Championship is the Intercontinental Championship in, in their eyes. You know, I don't know. But I look at it as, all right, it's on a different brand, make these guys look legitimate. And I think they're dropping the ball with Bailey, as I said a couple weeks ago. Um, the turn... I guess some people fuck with it, and I, I'm not hating on you. If you like it, you like it. But Bailey, as um, Sasha's best friend, I'm, I'm, I, it's jumped the shark for me. I think Bailey has now. This is the perfect time. Bailey, uh, Sasha left. Bailey became champion. Sasha came back. It's the perfect time for Bailey to be like, "Hey, man, I don't really need you, but I, but you're still my friend." Like if I was booking these four women, you gotta book them almost. Um, juxtapose as far as their characters you know let's say that like i was coming up with this theory like let's say you have a, like a table and i know i'm going on a tangent right now but listen hear me out I, let's say you have a table and on one side you got heel and face and on the top let's say you got um like a braggadocious brash and then you say have a non-braggadocious brash uh side i'm not sure if you follow me but who would you put as a face braggadocious uh, as a four horse woman of WWE? Who would be the face braggadocious one? As far as how they a face braggadocious them. one, I'm not sure. That would be Becky Lynch. She's the face who's super braggadocious. That's who she is. She might um, do things that seem heelish sometimes, but she's still the, the baby face. Now, now, when she's presented that way, people see her as unique. Now, you want to put somebody else as a heel braggadocious type, who's who's also a, somewhat of a, a sneaky can be can be a rule breaker as far as they and, and they and they kind of like admit it, and they kind of more um, accept it. Who would that be? Uh, Sasha, maybe. Yes, I would put that as Sasha. She would be the one as the heel braggadocious type who's like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I can to win a match. I'm going to do whatever I can to be uh, the best and take any shortcut. And I think that um, Charlotte would be the heel who's... <laughs> maybe braggadocious is not the white worker. She's still going to fucking brag, but she's going to be like this above-it-all queen. Kind of condescending, you know. That you don't want to put Booker as a brash heel. She's a more cocky, condescending person. I'm above it all, and I can come at her and beat you without cheating. Not that she won't cheat, but she will never admit it inside of her. You know, she will never admit that she's a cheater, even though she's a heel and she will cheat. Now, Bailey, what she needed was to be the one that stayed true to being a face that is humble, non-braggadocious, that I know people turn and down the line, I would love Bailey to have turned one day, but this turn was not the right time. It was, it, it's, 
Bailey should have been the one that stayed true, got to the championship, and said, hey, B- B- Sasha, I will defend this championship against you, but as far as what you're doing, I don't completely stand by it, but you're still my girl. Cause that ten- tension. Build that tension over time. Give us that Bailey Sasha match that we wanted instead of just making Bailey a subsidiary to Sasha. Because now the only way you could book that Bailey Sasha match is once again saying that um, Bailey is Sasha's lackey, and, and we don't want to see that story if you're going to tell it. One more, it's been too long, you know. So at this point, this I don't think it was the right moment to turn Bailey. And I guess they're not. She's not really a heel because I, I don't know because she's facing Charlotte at the at the pay per view. So. Um, I'm not sure if you follow me, but it's it was like a four corners of this these women, and you could get their own distinct kind of uh, presentation. And I think Bailey is the one that's suffering because she doesn't stand out. Um, I think that's kind of the story that was told um, with uh, Ember Moon this week, uh, when they pretty much did the same thing, where Ember was just like, "Yo, um, you know, you're, you're a lackey." Pretty much, you know what I mean. Like you, you know, this is what you is. This is kind of what you always be. How, 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 you know, how can you kind of defend what you're doing, what you did? And um, you know, Bailey was like, "I did what I did for us," and it kind of didn't make any sense, any sense. And I was just like, "Oh wow, okay." Now I yeah. see. Now I see that they just. They, 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 they just fooling with us right now, man. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, they just kind of throwing shit at the wall. You know, I hear that they are changing up the writers and, and the staffs uh, behind the scenes. And maybe that's because uh, of Monday Night Football. Maybe that's because of going uh, NXT's live. And they're starting a whole new season, as it is, with their with their USA contract and Fox contract coming up. So I feel like they're trying to make a shake-up backstage as well. And hopefully that shake-up produces more... Um, better storytelling with the woman. I really want to see these women get their just due because they earned it. Because the match was phenomenal. I love the tag team match. It's not that their work in the ring is any bad, but I think that they pigeonhole Bailey to just be a subsidiary of all these three women. While she's no, I wouldn't have a problem with it if she didn't have the SmackDown Women's Championship in her head. Like, I want you to understand that. Like, if, if, if she didn't have the title, I wouldn't give a fuck. Oh, great. Bailey turned. Great. She's with Sasha. I'll be on board, but the title just makes it look bad to me, and, I, and I'm one of those people who want to respect the title as you present your show. You know, that's all. That's all I see. With that being said, um, well, do you want to do um, a Clash of Champions kind of uh, preview? Yeah, we can do a preview, and we and uh, we could let's start off with uh, um, Cedric Alexander. Uh, AJ Styles match uh, because I want to just really quickly get through Cedric Alexander's book in black. Uh, I predict that he wins and I hope that he wins because if WWE right now um, understands the pulse of where Cedric is at, this is the time you put the title on him, the US United States Championship. Um, I think this is, uh, if you don't now, you're going to cut his steam because they've been building him for a while and I think it's worked. Um, I'm glad you said that because realistically, I think Cedric will win. Um, it will be a great monumental uh, uh, win for him. I think they're actually going to be in North Carolina. 
So that will be fantastic for him to win and perform in front of his hometown crowd. Um, I think that I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be great storytelling, great booking. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm with the Cedric win. All right, um, with him as a United States Championship champion going forward, uh, I think he should. I think he should hold it till they get to Fox and maybe swap the titles and put Shinsuke on Raw. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Okay, so United States Championship on SmackDown? Yeah, have him kill it with some of these uh, guys on SmackDown. I would keep Mustafa Ali there. I want to see that match again. Uh, I would keep Buddy Murphy there. I wouldn't mind seeing that match. Actually, put Buddy Murphy on Raw. Um, and you have Cedric kind of just have some great matches on Fox. Just great matches with Daniel Bryan, maybe, if you keep, you keep him. Have him and Roman go at it. I think they've had a uh, match. Have they had a match before? No, I don't sure. think they had a match. You know, have, have him and a couple people on SmackDown link it up. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I think that Shinsuke could, could come to Raw and put the, you know, the Undercutter Championship on Raw on USA. Um, well, I was talking to uh, Desmond Xavier today. Uh, shout out to the Rascals. Uh, shout out to Impact. Um, and uh, he was giving his uh, two cents on Cedric and how him and uh, Cedric was one of the hardest working wrestlers and he would want to see him tear it down with Ricochet. And I was like, you know what? I would love to see that as well. I'd love to see a few between them. How about we go ahead and add the United States Championship on the line and make it like an old school Chris Benoit, Booker T, or Booker T, John Cena, or something like that with the best of five. I'm, uh, you know, that would be, be cool. I would love to see a best of seven if you ask me. I would love to see them have a best of seven. And I would like to see Ricochet. They're not going to turn him heel yet, but I would like to see him turn one, turn on Cedric, or or if that was like through the oh, through like the, a braggadocious heel. Yeah, because you gotta understand something. Because I'm glad you brought Ricochet up. Because I was thinking this week when I saw Ricochet, I'm like, yo, it's not like he can't talk. We saw him in NXT have a lot. He wasn't afraid of the spotlight in NXT, and he and he and he soaked it up. And he had trouble with people. Not saying he's a rock on the mic. But what they're pushing, putting him as is like this underdog superhero. And that's cool. I'm not saying that's bad. But what he, we know, Cedric, I mean, um, Ricochet could talk. So, and kind of like in a, I'm better than you fashion. Like, and in kind of like a cocky way. Let him do that on fucking wall. Let him do it on wherever you put him, and, or a SmackDown even, and have him uh, and Cedric go at it. I'm all for that. Um, so what, what, anything else you have for Cedric Alexander for Booking Black? No, that's not Booking Black. I think we, we, we uh, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Have him win that United States Championship and start it off and, uh, take it to SmackDown. That's dope. That's dope as shit. Um, outside of Cedric winning the class of champions or night of champions, we have Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross against, uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Who you got? <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about that match. Nigga, that's how I feel about that match, nigga. Like, next. <laughs> so, next, so Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus who? Uh, no, no, no. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Oh, oh, fuck that. Um, yeah, they're just, they're just putting that match on because it's class and you're going to have to have a match. 
because all the titles are going to be defended. Uh, yeah, but we also have Eric Rowan versus Roman Reigns, so there's that. They botched that shit, too. So we botched a couple of angles that were popping. I guess that was supposed to be Lars, someone said, possibly. Oh, fuck. Lars is done. I just forget about Lars. I'm like, I don't want to see him anymore. Like, I mean, he'll come back, he'll come back, but I think that his peak has severely dropped since the time when they wanted to bring him up before. I don't think anybody looked at checking for him, and that wouldn't have worked either. Yeah, Reigns and Lars just don't match to me. Nah, not for me. But, uh, hey, at least Eric Rowan can talk now. Speaking of Eric Rowan talking, that made no sense, so... Um, this, yeah, this whole thing made no sense, and I, we all know what's gonna happen, Roman's winning. Yep, Roman with the Spear or Superman punch, one, two, three. Um, next match we got Shinsuke versus The Miz. Shinsuke cannot lose the title to The Miz. No, 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 he cannot. Not yet, not yet. I like that they have him just talking Japanese on the, on the mic, just straight up just talking Japanese. On, uh, Unless Shinsuke dropped the title and he's going after Kofi. Kofi should win, definitely. Um, if he wins, though, I would have him yeah, take it to SmackDown uh, on Fox and probably would I have Shinsuke go for it? No, nah, not because not, if he's a United champion, drop it and go after Kofi. I don't think he has a steam. I think that, I don't think he has the, the energy behind him to go after the championship. I really don't. Unfortunately, I don't know who I would have to t- take it off of Kofi. Um, I thought maybe Alistair Black. I don't know. Ah, Kofi and Alistair Black would be fire. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Alistair Black. I don't you know. We I, got- I, I, they're going to probably they're do a slow build with Alistair. Speaking of Alistair, he, he had a great match with um, Sean Benjamin a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty was okay match. match. It was like a quick, it made a lot of, of, little, of a little bit of time. That's what I was also thinking, like, I, how good of a match if it was that quick. It was good for a quick match. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm giving a props for going out there and making it entertaining within the time frame they had and telling a story of, like, you guys, like, you know, they're both athletic, but he just hit him with a good one, you know? So that's, that's how I took it, you know, when I saw that match. That's, see, that's, dope. that's a dope perspective. Yeah. Um. Well, next up on the matches, we got Drew Gulag in a triple threat with Herberto Can... Can... Carrito? Can... Carrito. Carrito. And Lance Dorado. <laughs> yeah, do that kind of Lance Dorado. They've been working hard. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, Drew could like taking this. I was just about to say, Drew can't drop it. Yeah. Alright, so we got also, um, uh, New Day versus The Revival. I'm down for this. New Day versus The Revival. Yeah, I'm definitely down for this one. I think Revival's taking it. Yeah, I got, I got Revival... Uh, for story storylines purposes, winning, but you know we root for anybody that's black. Yeah, as we always do, root for everybody black. Uh, we also on the card got Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. I can care less about this match too. <laughs> I 
I really don't. Uh, it should have been uh, the, the the good brothers going against uh, them. I would I would be there for that. Um, but yeah, um, this makes no sense. Sorry, is if they they shoehorn Dolph and Rue together, uh, and then even in the build to the show, they put them with more heat with the club anyway. So they weren't even putting them in the angle to build to this match. It's just a, a filler and. Uh, that's just a build for the main event. So I think Braun and Seth are going to drop it for some dumb reason to get these guys. I don't know what they're trying to do, man. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to crown Braun or have Seth. I don't know how they're going to do that universal title match of Seth versus Braun, but that's definitely on the card. Uh, the last. I mean, if you're really booking Seth right. Real quick, I just want to say, if you really put the set right and you call him the Beast Slayer, like, you know, they had Stunkle with the right aspect. He's the, Seth is the Beast Slayer. He went from Baron Corbin, who's a tall dude, killed him. Got Brock Lesnar, who's a big dude, killed him. He should be slaying the Beast. So he should definitely kill the biggest guy, uh, Braun Strowman. So I think that Seth got to take that one, right? My, my thing is, if Seth is being all your big guys, who the fuck beats him? Uh, a little guy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, somebody from, somebody gets him, somebody, somebody, somebody quick, somebody, maybe, I don't think it's a wrong piece, I don't know, but like, I, I really think that Brock might come back too, um, Roman maybe t- might come to Raw and take it from him, who takes it from Seth, that's a good question, man, that's, that's a good question, maybe Randy Orton comes on Raw and takes it from him. Holy bleep, I'm tired of Randy Orton already, god damn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, 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 <laughs> uh, but if he does take, an, uh, if Braun takes an L, then, I guess, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think Seth, I think that Seth wins. Uh, Seth wins. The next two matches out of four horsewomen with their title matches, Bailey versus Charlotte, and Becky versus Sasha. I would like to see a two-woman power trip. I would like to see Becky and Bailey both have the titles and also be uh, tag team champions. Becky and Bailey? I mean Sasha and Bailey. Oh, Sasha and Bailey. Um, I would like to see that too. I think it's time to have uh, Becky drop the title. I do. I think it's time to just really just. I don't want her to have this long year long reign. I think that you have her drop it now, and then have um. Have her drop it now, and then have her gain it like around Royal Rumble time. You know, regain it. Have her cast some feuds with some people, get some other people hot again, and have Sasha hold the fort down. And even you can mix it up with Sasha again at Hell in a Cell or something. That would be ill to see a Sasha Banks Becky Lynch Hell in a Cell match. Uh, so I don't know. I yeah, I can put the Sasha, put the belt on Sasha, put the belt on Sasha. Even though you guys didn't book it quite well, put the belt on Sasha. Uh, have the hope they hope they kill it, hope they still show, and then as for Bailey and uh, Charlotte, yeah, I wouldn't put it on Charlotte either. I'll keep it on Bailey, so I'm down with that. Bet, bet. So that is our class of champions um, um, preview. Um, yeah. And as we like, you know, we always support our women. The woman is our main event. I guess for me, I, like I'm tuning in for Sasha Bailey. Obviously, I want to see uh, King, the King of the Ring as well. I think that Chad Gable. I mean, you probably, I probably could get that on purpose, but I want to see Chad Gable win that. I want to see Chad Gable win the King of the Ring. Uh, I clash 
And uh, but I, yeah, I'm tuning in for the woman, and I'm tuning in for uh, my boy Cedric and AJ. So that's what I want to see. Yeah, and hopefully we don't have to waste four hours to get what we want. We probably will. <laughs> they know. Oh, <laughs> man. They should intro with Cedric and, and, and AJ. That would, that would be great. Now, hopefully. Hopefully I can go to sleep early with that then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, moving along with the show, uh, we took care of... Uh, the week that was, we did the stuff that we missed over last week. We even snuck in a book in black. Um, last but not least, usually when we do our shows, we have a business and logic. Do you have one? Business and logic. Um, do I have a business and logic? Well, we have next week NXT is going live. I did. I just found that out by watching NXT today. I didn't know it was going to be next week. But NXT is going live. Um, what business-wise, what is your opinion on NXT making this jump? Are you excited? Uh, do you see this thing going well? And it's now two hours, so what do you feel? Oh uh, yeah, they're doing the first hour on USA. The second hour is on the network. Um, I think that it's a good business move. I mean, we talked about it. Uh, fall is the new season of television, um, so why not uh, start something? When you already have a relationship. And also, um, like I was saying, you know, people want to criticize Raw uh, for their ratings and whatnot. You got to understand, they're pulling, a two, they're pulling in two million. They're pulling in two million on the Monday night against the Monday night doubleheader opener of Monday night football. So, like, you know, let's all pump our brakes. Um, obviously the market research has been done for WWE to, to, to sustain and want to do a Wednesday live show. Um, also with the, with the stimulus of another show happening on Wednesday, it's just going to increase and intensify people to watch what they want. And I think that ultimately will be a good boost for the business. Absolutely. I'm down with that. Um, I think it's incredible. Uh, like I say, NXT is my I've been watching it since inception. Uh, it's just my favorite thing in wrestling, so I'm super excited about that. We have Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong next week. I know they're going to tear it down. Uh, Roderick Strong's probably going to break Velveteen's back a million times, uh, but I'm all there for it. Um, so I'm down for that. I'm really excited. I think Adam Cole is a perfect man to have the championship on, for his debut on a cable network. I think he has charisma. I think he has all the tools of a guy who you want to tune in to see. He's going to draw eyes to your show. I think Adam Cole's one of those guys. Velveteen Dream is one of those guys, and that's why they have the titles when it, when it debuts on live TV. Uh, Shayna Baszler, super legit. And she's going to bring a whole new vibe than this diva, you know, image that WWE tends to put out on their, on their main product. And I love that take. So when they when you're flicking through your channel and you see NXT, I think NXT is going to be success. I think that people are going to be like, okay, this is something different. Um, this looks a little bit different than what I'm used to as a WWE product. So, and it has a WWE logo in the corner, so people know that they can trust it as far as wrestling goes. When it goes, when it, now it's across uh, AEW come October, uh, so we'll see what happens as far as uh, with this war. And I'm going to be one of those guys to instigate the war. I'm going to be honest, man. I want to see the most competitive uh, TV 
that um, we ever seen in wrestling. I want to see this to surpass the Attitude Era. So that's what I'm hoping for, and I think we can get that. So I'm all for this competition. Uh, shout out to NXT and all the guys working hard backstage. Shout out to AEW and all the guys working backstage there. I want you guys to all tear it down. Oh, man, with that being said, man, is there anything else that you want to get off your chest for the show? We're resuming business as normal uh, with episode 68. I want everybody to also stay tuned for a podcast exclusive with Desmond Xavier. Uh, finishing up a little bit of editing touches on that, but that'll be up soon. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to the show, my guy? I just want to say congratulations again on your newborn. Uh, Chris had a baby, man. That's that's going to be the name of the episode. And you might show the, show the man some love. Show the man some love. Y'all can show me some love by downloading and liking and commenting this goddamn podcast, <laughs> bro. Goddamn. Well, I appreciate you, CT, for always making it work, man. Here we are uh, live via Skype. Called and did about an hour show. Did a good show. Um, and uh, I, I like how, how we were able to just get it done, man. So I definitely will appreciate always you. Always Always make it work. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and make sure this gets up tonight, and we'll have something that we can post and, and tag and shit. Contact Kings. <laughs> my man. I'll talk to you in a little bit, my bro. All right. Talk later. Peace. Peace. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.